Picasso's mm. freestyle. Mm. Let's do it. Hey. Eating a couple wings with a couple kings. They're my favorite things. Hey. Hey. I am muted. Folks, sorry about that. Picasso's freestyle coming to a quick end and then my mute coming on. But you know what day it is. It's Hawkeye Hump Days. And what night is it? It's pizza night every night. So make sure you're checking out Picasso's Pizza. But today, we are, of course, unless you've been living under a rock, you know we here at What's Train Rock Watching are checking out Hawkeye on Disney+. And we had a blockbuster episode. So let's get our insiders in here. Of course, Mr. Hollywood Joe Casali, Casali Files making his return after a week exodus, and you know him, your wifey knows him, and your side bay knows him, the Micah man, wow. Jake Micah. Jens, like how are we doing tonight? Oh man, we are Great. doing fantastic. Great. It is, I mean, you know, this is a Marvel week at its finest with uh, today, obviously, with a killer episode of Hawkeye and what's to come this weekend with our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So it is... Even though Christmas is next week, it really does feel like Christmas came early this week with these with these just fantastic content we're getting. And again, this episode was just fire. It was so great to have our girl Yelena back. I you know, my I just love me some Florence Pugh and and just to see her come into what she's doing was just so good and it just uh, I, I, this really has turned out to be one of my favorites. I didn't think I was going to hate this show. But it, I thought it was going to be a little bit of like, okay, like everything's, you know, coming out and then we got Hawkeye. But this really has becoming a promising show. Like mm. every episode has been stellar so far. Yeah, I was with you like that before the show came out. I was like, I like Hawkeye. I was like one of the ones I was not yeah. looking forward to as much. And I think I said the first review though we did that it was like the, my favorite show, the first episode at least mm. of all the shows. And it's carried through. It's been great. And I, you knew that we were in for something crazy with the penultimates. Marvel has definitely been really good with these penultimate episodes, and we got one. And uh, couldn't be more excited to break it down with you guys today. As the, this, like you said, this is Christmas, bro. Tomorrow is Spidey. Like it literally feels like the biggest movie. I mean, damn near since Endgame, really, that I mean, we're yeah. seeing. And uh, it's going to be exciting to get into there. So this is a nice little Marvel uh, warm up, I guess, for the for Spidey that we'll get into eventually too. Absolutely. As we know, it is all related in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And let's get right into it. Typically, we talk about, oh, what's your favorite, you know, storyline in the episode or what things you like about the episode the most? No choice after that first scene, but to get right into that. So obviously, I must be the biggest idiot because they flashed 2018 <laughs> on the screen in like the biggest font ever. And it doesn't occur to me like, oh, this might be when the blip's about to happen. I was thinking, is it before? Is it after? Are we going to get some acknowledgement? We got some great foliage. We got a great scene. And then we legitimately got a blip out of nowhere. Obviously, we had WandaVision where we saw kind of, um, you know, uh, Monica Rambo reform post-blip. But seeing her just kind of blip away, um, I mean, what a scene. Caselli, take me through what you were thinking and how you thought they executed that. Yeah, well, I mean... First, it was just great to kind of see where Yelena was at because, I mean, obviously we met her in the Black Widow movie. She's Black Widow's sister. And uh, she was kind of doing her own thing when Black Widow went away to find the fellow Avengers at the end of Black Widow. So it was kind of 
you know, interesting to see what she was doing. She's, she was still trying to do what that whole, you know, kind of side plot in, in her film was where she was trying to get to the other, like, uh, mind erased, like black widows and like help them like regain conscience and, and get their life back. So it was kind of cool to see that. And again, I mean, I think just why I, I just love the Infinity War Endgame saga so much with Thanos and the impact is just because even though, you know, we lived through those movies, we're still feeling the remnants and just, you know, the the in, impact of it because yeah. it is just so torturous what the whole world went through. I mean, again, you know, even though we know what that time was like, that five years, um, you know, in the be very beginning of Endgame with the Avengers were going through, you know, people just, again, it was a blip, you know, they disappeared and came back like it was nothing, which is honestly horrifying if you really think about it. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's really cool because we got that uh, same kind of thing in WandaVision where that, that's where we, yeah. we learned um, where, what was her name? Where, when, when she came back. Uh, so it was, you know, it was, it's really cool to, to kind of showcase that this is a lived in world and, and, you know, it's not just, you know, happening on one side, it's everywhere. So it was really cool to see, you know, that this is obviously where she was. Because that's also the most heartbreaking thing, too, is obviously we know what happened in Endgame. We know what happened between, you know, Thanos snapped and Hulk snapped, where they had to go back in time and, and save the world. And sadly, Black Widow, you know, had to give her life for the stone. So for Yelena to just come back... I mean, her first thing was like, where's Black? Where's Natasha? Where's Natasha? Mm -hmm. And you're sitting on the couch like, oh, my God, like, mm -hmm. I don't want to tell her because <laughs> it's, that's that's what's so heartbreaking is because we know the audience, you know, what happened, but she doesn't. And, you know, that's that's very heartbreaking to, you know, to to witness. But it, again, like, so good. So good. Florence. Yeah, she it's such a, it was such a treat first of all if you haven't seen black widow like i don't know what you're doing at this point like it's you're beyond that it's still on disney plus right now like go slide yeah. over watch it whatever Absolutely. you haven't yet but she was such a she is such a treat in that movie and so that's i mean you can tell like that's why everybody seems so excited seeing her and if you hadn't seen that movie for whatever reason like she delivered up to the potential this whole episode of what you would expect from her if this was really like your first introduction to her and it's just a credit to florence and just like what they what they were able to do in black widow to kind of get that buy-in and and establish her really well um but yeah the you said it was horrifying and the, literally the first thought in my head is as we know that dr strange coming up soon is going to be more horror style movies that it was like it felt like a horror movie there for a second yeah. showing that blip and everything uh -huh. going on uh hi phil how you doing buddy and uh so yeah we were it was we were it was a little bit of a taste of like i think what they can do with the horror stuff just in that little flash i like that um but a really good introduction and i think this whole episode like if you haven't haven't seen that and this was your first introduction to Yelena, like she's going to be your favorite person because mm -hmm. she was just incredible, like Absolutely. 10 out of 10 this whole time, the way through. And she still had obviously her sarcasm, her sense of humor, but we'll talk about the yeah. different vibe that she had in this episode versus Black Widow in a second, because we're back at the manor. We're back at the penthouse and breaking news. Jack is under arrest. Well, we got our bad guy. 
Uh, very upset about it, uh, you know, but we're glad we can put this to bed, guys, right? Clearly the bad guy is in captivity and we're good to go. I mean, yeah, it seems like water on the rug, you know, because it's, it's funny. Like I wasn't with you guys last week, so I wasn't able to really uh, say what I thought. I, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, last week's episode, the chemistry between Clint and and uh, Kate Bishop is just like booming. And I just love them two together. So then to see them kind of fall out where, you know, like obviously Hawkeye knows the truth that he's Ronan and he doesn't want to, you know, put that burden on her. So he kind of goes away. But Kate still wants to go in this fight and still wants to do the right thing. And, you know, she knows or at least she has the, you know, the feeling that Jack is just no good. And she wants to just convince her mom, Eleanor, um, you know, the truth. And and the fact that her mom kind of stepped up a little bit. And because, again, El, you know, she's been kind of somebody who's been kind of shady, too. You know, we don't really know everything that's going on between her. So the fact that she kind of stepped up and looked into stuff and was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to my daughter. Because they were always kind of like on the on different terms where, you know, she wanted one thing and she wanted, uh, you know, her mom wanted another thing. So it was kind of cool to show that like she listened to, you know, uh, Kate Bishop for once and, and actually got the ball rolling to try and at least prevent, you know, what's happening next. So, I, I you know, that was very good to see, you know, good uh, character uh, build up for sure. I can't couldn't have said it better myself. That was that was great, eh, Sally. Um, our boy Jack. I I feel like we're we're definitely he's definitely uh, he's definitely gonna come back around in some manner. I feel like, but maybe he's hmm. he might he, maybe right now he's he's put to the side. I think that Eleanor did good. Good job, Eleanor. I mean, Eleanor is a bishop, but I mean, he's looking like a pawn right now. When he was saying that, he was, uh, hey, there we go. When he was when he was saying that he was going to get it cleared up and he was going to get this, he was going to figure out who was behind this. All I can think is that this dude is absolutely clueless, and the yeah. uncle kind of like, the uncle knew that this uh, guy Jack was biting off a little more than he could chew. I think we're definitely confirming the red herring uh, at this point. I would be very shocked to see him back in any like substantial role. And we'll get into more of that in a second. Uh, but really the main, you know, aspect of this episode and one of you guys were excited to talk about when we were doing our little pre-production uh, five minutes before the show. Uh, we get a great scene between Yelena and Kate Bishop when Kate returns to her apartment. Yelena's got it staked out. Great moment where like, you know, Kate Bishop's kind of feeling her out for like three minutes and then realizes that Yelena could have easily killed her basically <laughs> at any point and, that kind of realizes when they come, you know, they kind of start to have the conversation there. What did you think of this interaction, uh, Casali? I mean, and obviously, if you're those of you well spoken in the MCU, is this a potential future Black Widow Hawkeye combo? I mean, let's face it, they're both they're both fit in the roles, they're both ready for mm -hmm. it. Uh, Casali, what did you think, and how did this intro for them go for you? I mean, I you know, I definitely hope for that because I think it was just this was great to kind of witness them because. You know, I, I mean, Hawkeye knows who, who you know, Yelena is. Obviously, Hawkeye is so close with, with Natasha that he's learned about her family, I'm sure. Like, he, he's in the loop where Kate Bishop is not. Kate Bishop, this is all new for her. So to kind of still want to, you know, get to the bottom of things, to, to then have this random girl in her apartment, which, again, we all know who she is, but Kate doesn't, is kind of just, you know... I think was just a great setup for for what's to come because it kind of showcased that 
you know, Yelena has a mission and she wants to mm -hmm. get it done no matter what. I mean, she, again, she was told that um, Black Widow died because at the hands of Hawkeye. She, I'm, you know, I, I mean, it, I think it's clear that, you know, she has no idea about Vormir and the Soul Stone and Sacrifice and, the, you know, Red Skull and all that stuff. So I think, you know, it's safe to say that she has a mission and, and obviously her passion and her love for Natasha, that was beautifully shown. Again, please watch Black Widow if, if any, this is kind of fuzzy. Because that's, even though it was, you know, the, it kind of got came out of nowhere. It was the beginning of movies coming back. But it, it really is such a, a good story. So to showcase, you know, that and how much passion she has where she, she doesn't care who it is. And um, obviously she knows who Hawkeye is. I'm sure or at least she knows a lot about him through Natasha. So it's, it's, it's interesting to, to see her passion to be like, Hey, like, I don't care. Like I got to take down whoever, cause Natasha meant the world to me. And you know, she like Vin Diesel and fast and furious. It's all about family now. So, um, but to witness, you know, their, their chemistry growing because you know, I'm sure this isn't the last time we see you, you know, this isn't the last time we see Elena Florence Pugh, is yep. an up-and-coming superstar. She has been in so much stuff lately. She, you know, and she was Paige, uh, playing Paige the wrestler and fighting with my family. She was in mm -hmm. horror, Midsummer. Like, she has been an outstanding actress, and I love her so much. So to see her in this was so good because she's just, she's a superstar, like a, a growing superstar, and even Haley Steinfeld. So to see yeah. that showcase where... You know, again, I think that's what these shows do beautifully is they kind of set up these character moments, you know, and like not not truly cinematic, but at least it kind of gives it more time with the characters and not like action sequence, action sequence, score, like all that mm -hmm. stuff that you get with the MCU movies. So I think, you know, that was kind of it was kind of needed to have their chemistry grow. And I think it's it's promising. And, you know. I mean, who doesn't love mac and cheese? Come on. So, you know, we so, talk about that elite, elite edition of the hot sauce to the mac and cheese. Right? Very <laughs> true. Absolutely. Very true, bro. Oh, my God. That's when she said that, like, that was the most relatable. That whole exchange about the mac and cheese was the most relatable yeah. MCU moment oh, yeah. I think I've ever mm -hmm. had. Like, Kate being like, of course, like, I know box mac and cheese is delicious. Also, the one fork. Um, I lived with in a situation with slim cutlery, I would say, in college at one point. So understanding some people just, you know, or they just lose forks. Like, I think people just lose track. You Sometimes you throw them away, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. If if you want to go back to, I think, if you want to listen to a Florence Pugh love fest, I think, and we keep going back to Black Widow. But I'm pretty sure our Black Widow review was just basically all of that, too, talking yeah. about all that, too. Mm -hmm. And it just shows that we see her in this episode, and it's like the main thing we want to talk about. Um, I did want to ask though. So Kate is definitely not aware of anything that happened with on Vormir or anything either. Too. Then, no, right? I don't think. Like so. I don't think we're relatively aware if Kate has any knowledge of any Avengers. Honestly, I don't think activity. we're relative, or if anybody is. Like I mean, yeah. I'm, I think at this point people know who Thanos is. Which I mean, you got coffee cups and all that stuff around, but. I mean, I don't, like, <laughs> like Infinity Stones and 
time stones and all that that's stuff. what i, I mean. don't think so yeah. we've never like we've never even seen like i'm surprised we've never seen like an mcu in one of these movies or something like a newspaper of like black widow's death like there was no public announcement of it so i don't i'm just wondering like how much people actually like what did they well, what was, was their pr strategy announcing natasha romanoff died like was it great like, well like, before, we don't know what the general it, public knows about yeah it either, well it was it was in uh in far from home when when the kids announced that both and Natasha and Tony yeah. and Vision died. <laughs> Maybe that that's pretty how much all we got. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, <laughs> and I read a great point on Reddit as in the reaction to the episode, Always. but Hawkeye is totally the guy to be like, I know what happened and I don't need to like clear it up. And the rumors <laughs> like spread, right? That like what yeah. happened with Natasha, like, you know, or, or so yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't think the general public knows about Vormir or anything. I don't no. think I don't think Kate Bishop knows about anything outside of the five boroughs, honestly, at this yeah, point. You know, true. she's mm-hmm. she's they've kind of made an effort to show you that she's still kind of young, just like they do with Peter Parker yeah. when you know when he's yeah. running around. But that's the yeah, that's the awesome thing about this whole scene, too, is that Yelena really doesn't know anything about the American civilization at all. Yes. Like yeah. this is her first time in New York. She has no idea what the fuck she's yeah. like talking about American Christmas. So you can just see the two of them, like they're set, they're planting so many seeds for whenever we see these two together, it's going to be, yep, right there. Mm. And then they're just going to fill in those spots. It's, it's hilarious. It was a hilarious interaction. Though. I was laughing the whole time. Yeah. Oh, um, and I'm great. very excited for, I never thought I'd be, I didn't know how excited I could get during this Hawkeye, even just this whole show and just the chemistry that Kate Bishop or, and I should say Haley Steinfeld has been able to show with pretty much damn near everybody on screen. Oh yeah. Shows she has command of mm-hmm. that character and everything. It's going to be fun to see her interact with, bunch of mcu characters Absolutely. and i contrast that with sam and bucky who basically took like four to <laughs> five the... episodes to like actually start talking to each other right and like, maybe you know, yeah. going against going against trends like usually there's there's the stereotypes that girls are the ones that don't get along they're the ones that stay distant these two friends right away the two guys couldn't be friends they've been together for years now they still can barely even be friends so mm-hmm. seriously i like no, it I'm very flip those narratives yeah that's that's great storytelling so then obviously speaking of great storytelling and obviously speaking of uh you know monuments and kind of talking about avengers doing their thing this is the spot where the where they where they for the avengers first assembled (laughs) pretty sick (laughs) monument honestly like i'm surprised there weren't way more people there like dressed up like taking pictures (laughs) and stuff like that's Mm -hmm. that you know that comes to me as a spot that like would be fan fest central um well cool Go ahead, go ahead, Gazelle. Well, I I, I, I want to throw this quickly in there because I actually just read an article before we hopped on the podcast that I think actually is very interesting is because so that monument obviously, you know, was, was shown in Hawkeye because, you know, obviously we have a big movie coming up at the end of the week, but mm-hmm. it actually kind of like, and it was shown in the trailers of No Way Home, but it actually looks a little familiar where we're going to see, uh, you know, maybe a big battle uh, around that uh that monument because i believe it it, it was just it, i think i just read that it was confirmed now, obviously this takes place during christmas time and no way home takes place right after far from home so i think hawkeye still is going it, this is still you know taking place after the events of of no way home so i think uh it's it's interesting to kind of showcase something in there. I think we're gonna see that spot again really soon. So very oh, exciting. Oh no. Are we gonna see I'm... a three a panoramic view of of Spidey of all three Spideys and Doc Ock and Goblin all fighting all Four Spideys. Four, Four Spideys? Spideys. Wait, Who knows? What, wait, <laughs> but what about what about Fifth Spidey? 
That's oh, how. Yeah. Six Spideys. Yeah, yeah, he needs, he needs, he needs when it comes to Spideys, the limit does not Peter exist. Porker. Peter Speaking Porker, of, the guy. Agreed. Sp- Peter Porker. <laughs> Peter well, Porker I thought you meant Spider Pig from the Simpsons movie. Right? Well, I mean, both. Well, there's Spider Ham, too, the dude from the from uh, Spider Verse. Uh, John yeah, Mulaney, yeah. yeah. Spider Ham, so... whatever his name is. Yeah. I... Give me like, everything. What'd you, think of, uh, what'd you think of what'd you think of Hawkeye's conversation with Laura before he went uh, full Ronan? I th- you know I thought that was nice because I'm obviously nice. You know, well, listen, <laughs> Laura, you know she knows you know. Ev- she I'm knows sure. he has to go to a dark spot. She well, because I'm sure Laura knows everything. Like, it like fueled it fueled up. my Bobby my Mockingbird thing way more that whole mm. conversation because she just knew everything. Like she was in that mindset. Right. She was yes. in that killer. That was an all business. Like, you right. do what you do. Yeah, I heard that conversation last week. Yeah. So. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, listen, like, obviously she knows every. I'm sure she knows everything from Hawkeye of what went through, because, you know, she was blipped out, so mm-hmm. I'm sure Hawkeye told her everything and, and whatnot, you know, because they, they seem really close, so, you know, obviously she wants to kind of, you know, talk, he wants to talk to her to, like, let him know, like, to, to extinguish his demons, or at least get it out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of let him know that everything's going to be okay. Obviously, it's a dark place, and I'm sure... Clint never wanted to put that that suit back on. So, you know, that on its own is, is kind of, you know, I think a little important. But, I mean, we haven't even talked. That's right, because last week even hurt the flip side, because you were talking about uh, Mockingbird um, and yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. I'm a huge stand for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You are. So, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is uh, so good. Like, that was such a good series. The, the last season was a little, like, Okay, it seems like they're just trying to get it done, but everything before that was just so good. So, even if I mean, who knows if we're gonna get that um, version, uh, you know, or who knows? Because I think with you know now the TV shows coming in and multiverse, mm-hmm. everything's anything's possible. But I mean, you know, it's just that's exciting because I would still, I would so love Agents of Shield to, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it is canon, or I don't know how they define. I it think now, that but... well, there's been rumors. The th- rumor is that Feige wants it to be not canonized, and that they've been working towards that. So that's yeah. why I think that this is it's more possible. And these, I'm not taking credit for the Bobby Morse um as this as laura barton rumors like i as i looked it up after like the last last week's episode and everything there was rumors from some of the superhero like rumor websites the prominent ones though like Mm -hmm. a year ago that it was potential that bobby morris was showing up in the hawkeye show um obviously because they're probably naturally because of their comic book connection but just their interactions have just like just makes me feel like she's she knows like she's like a she knows the inner workings of what he's doing, not oh, yeah. just what he's telling her. And it would be a great way to bring her in, especially if they, unfortunately, for your loving of Agents of Shield, wanted to just get rid of Agents of Shield. In I, that mean, way. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, Mockingbird was the best part of that show for I could, me too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see, I could see it go either way because I understand. Mm-hmm. And even Agents of Shield, they kind of did their own thing, like. They, you know, that season they went into space was. Although, the, remember the episode after. All that stuff. Remember the episode after Civil War came out, how crazy that was? Because all the helicarriers were getting like, the, it literally yeah. opened the episode with all the helicarriers exploding. And mm-hmm. you were just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that yeah. Was a good so, moment. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, again, it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing with Star Wars. It's like you can, you can make stuff canon, make stuff not canon. That's true. 
who knows at this point, no matter what, it's still great material and it's still great to be, you know, if, I, I mean, again, if you haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I know we're, we're talking about Hawkeye, which Hawkeye, again, is, is knocking out of the park. He is an Agents Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield is so, and he is an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so there you go. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a very underrated show. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. All the way through. Seems you like know. it was ahead of its time. I've never yeah, seen absolutely. it. Absolutely. But, but what I've seen, like, you know, as far as Marvel and everything. And we're talking about canon. You're right. It's such a great time to be a Marvel and a Star Wars fan. Um, not just because Abrams is out and the sequel trilogy is done. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you have these entities. Again, canon or non-canon. So for Star Wars last year, I mean, when Boba Fett comes back, it was kind of like, yeah, Boba Fett was always canon. But the fact that he came back... You have your Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, that gets announced by yep. Ahsoka. Like when that yeah. got announced, like that was an earthquake in the Star yeah. Wars like universe because mm-hmm. Grand Admiral Thrawn had never been acknowledged in like a mainstream um, mm-hmm. way like that before. He had been in the animated series uh, Rebels, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Rebels. Okay, right? yeah. yeah. So obviously he had done his work there, but to hear him mentioned on screen, the idea that we'll be getting a live action Thrawn. And of course, if you've been a Marvel fan, it started with Spider-Man. Spider-Man was always the forbidden entity for this new MCU. They finally got him for Civil War, as you mentioned. But now the two that are always looming are X-Men and Fantastic Four. When will they come over? When will those, you know, paths cross? And so it's very interesting to see. You know, you can rant about it for years on end. But Mm -hmm. the one thing I guess we're talking crossovers (laughs) is This is my exact thought as we're, oh my God. I was watching the action scene and I'm just like, this is basically like Batman. Like nobody can tell where this guy is and he just takes you out in like one swoop. Oh that was my God. first thought. My literally my first thought. I was like, "Oh, so we got a bat." I think I wrote it in my notes. Is Clint Batman or Clint is Batman? This is what I said. Oh man, literally. I'll tell you what. He's like slow rolling as Hawkeye because he should just basically be rolling the whole time. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. That you know that that yeah. That's just I honestly like I I the when I watched this episode, it was it was early in the morning, so I was just waking up. Even though it was still a fantastic scene, it was just. Yeah, that's true. Like it, it kind of had a little Christopher Nolan vibes in there, and Batman Begins when he's kind of in the Zimmer, you know. So, so yeah, but I mean, that's an interesting take. You know, I mean, you know, whether it's DC versus Marvel or just people having fun, you know, kind of putting like little Easter eggs in there because you know, like you know, just loving the lore. But yeah, that's that's an interesting way to look at it. I didn't really even take that at first, but. I mean, yeah, is he? Like, <laughs> that's really fun. <laughs> he fucking better. He should be, bro. Uh, this mean, way, he should be. Yeah. Seriously, that armor was no joke, too. The the forearm blocks on mm. the sword, let's go. I mean, that's definitely more than just uh, – that was more way worth way more than whatever they were bidding on it on that black market auction. But obviously, he takes out all the henchmen. The tracksuit mafia is just no match for uh, – uh, for Ronan, unfortunately. And then we get our face off with Echo. By the way, we've never heard her like referred to as Echo on screen, right? No. This no. is kind of like a Scarlet think, Witch yeah. situation where she <laughs> we know that she is Echo in the yeah. in the you know, whatever. Okay. So she had that, they had a great fight, they had a great moment. Um KB comes in with the save, but after all this, it seemed like based on the fallout uh gents that Echo to me unleashed now more than defeated um because it seems like from what i heard and what the rumors were kind of more of an anti-hero than a villain Mm -hmm. and it seems like the path for that is a lot more paved now 
uh, than it was a couple of episodes when we met when we met Echo. Yeah, well, because I mean, you know, even though we are in an embarrassment of riches at this point with all this content oh coming out and everything being announced, we also had, you know, we we kind of knew before this was coming out that Echo was getting her own show um, in the next coming year. So, you know, I mean, take that as you will. I don't know if a lot, and like, I don't, you know, who, who knows, like, if the general audience like notices every announcement, like, uh, like obviously we do, we're nerds for this stuff. We love it. And so, I mean, who, who kind of, who's to say who really is in the loop, but, you know, so, but you know, obviously with us, we're like, okay, but Echo gets her own show. And, you know, unless it's a prequel, you know, there, there could be a chance that this isn't going to be the last time, you know? So it, it, it's kind of, you know, and it's kind of cool to kind of see like maybe she did need to be put on a different path and that's what we're going to get with her future. So, I mean, who's to say if we're going to get a season two, a Hawkeye, like who, like at this point, like really the sky's the limit. So it's really interesting. And I, you know, I think Echo is just such a very different character. I really didn't know too much about her um, before the show. And, and I'm really pleased with what they've done with it. And I think the, I can't think of her name right now, but the, the girl plays Echo. I, I think this was like her first role. You know, yeah. like yeah. so, it's pretty cool to to showcase to to showcase that and someone who's deaf, you know, mm-hmm. to to kind of play a role in in the show. So I that's really that's important, and I and I think it really plays out because there's you could you could just like half ass it and be like, okay, we want to represent this, you know, minority, but it it really kind of she really you know put her foot in the door. I mean, obviously, there's a Hawkeye and Kate Bishop show. But she really like stood her ground and was like, no, like I'm a part of this too. Like, you know, this is also mm-hmm. my story. And and she proved herself for sure. Great name. Yeah. Great name for uh, Echo. Alakwa Cox. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, great name. And, and, and a little tidbit, deaf in real life as well. So I yeah. know it's nice mm-hmm. to see yeah. those things where it's acting out, but true, true to the role. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I agree on definitely unleashed with what we're coming forward. I'm I'll wait to give all echo thoughts. We're about to come to the end of the episode where I think game changes for all these characters, mm, anyways. So right. all right, so so we get Hawkeye, he's kind of, he gets he gets kind of bailed out by Kate Bishop. A little bit of a surprise a there in a, in a momentary uh, lack of <sighs> awareness or whatever you want to call it. It gets they have their Uber ready to go. Like I'm confused how that worked, but what a anyways. great getaway car. What a great 2021 <laughs> getaway car. The Uber driver's not gonna ask questions. He's Seriously. probably gonna think you're just out on the town somewhere dressed up. You know what? Whatever. Do you people do you? Great. As long as you're a five-star rider, they're ready to go. And speaking exactly. of five-star riders, we got Florence Pugh. We got her tracking after after her client. And I'll let Casali just bring in this talking point. Casali, mm. what do we see at this end, the end of this episode? So, what was it? So she was, t- she, uh, yeah. Florence Pugh was was kind of getting to the bottom of this, and then it isn't it. It's the scene where like Hawkeye and and um, Kate Bishop are together, and she gets a text because um, the right there, I think they were in their apartment, like sitting on the couch. They were, and the she gets yeah, they're around the table eating. Food. Right, yeah. yeah. And and so she gets a text from uh, Yelena saying that uh, oh I know who hired me. First off, biggest plot twist: Eleanor mm. Bishop, which I mean is that is like hello, like like I said before, like we kind of knew like something was up with her. Like I, you know, not that I didn't fully trust her, but you know, I mean, you know, who who's to say? But she really had, 
it, it really looked like she had like a sort of dark side to her. So to read that is already is more than enough. But then we get a picture. And if you go deep into the picture, you see a familiar bald guy named Kinpin. Vincent D'Onofrio is back, ladies and gentlemen, in the MCU. How exciting is that? That just, I mean, come on. Like, it has been a while I since, I mean, I don't, you know, like, talk about all these shows. The Netflix Marvel shows have been stellar, uh, some better than others. And Daredevil has been nothing but pure enjoyment through and through. And to see Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin is just because there was a lot of like rumors and stuff um, throughout the weeks I was reading on Twitter. Like, is this the case? Because there's also a lot of rumors on the other side going into No Way Home with another character that we know from that show. So to to actually see that it's involved now and they have they can play with their toys and and just it's just that's just so exciting, you know, to to see that because Vincent D'Onofrio has done a fantastic job as mm-hmm. Kingpin in that in that series. I mean, through and through, not only his chemistry with Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil, but just everything. It was just so, you know, it was just so like role defining for him. And and it's just and Vincent D'Onofrio, he's been around forever. Like, you know, like, you know, he's a he's a really well established actor. So to see him come back and and there was also like there was uh, such a rally, you know, in the past when when the rights for the Netflix stuff were going up, like people were dying to have this stuff connected to the MCU because, like, you could go either which way whether the the shows were connected where they weren't. Um, the creator, you know, Kevin again, kind of like with Agents of Shield, Kevin Feige, and I think it was Joe Casada who was the producer on those shows kind of didn't really get along that much so even though they were kind of the you know the refines were there like they were the roots were there but they still didn't really fully connect and which is which was it i mean you know i could say that was a shame but i mean obviously it looks like they get to finally play with the toys so i mean not only opening the possibility for so much stuff i'm rallying for i mean if i get the chance to see john bernthal as the punisher again i mean i'm really getting ahead of myself I mean that that'd be just pure enjoyment. But to just have this moment, even if it was just a picture, I mean that's that's what everybody's talking about. Like it's just that's so exciting, you know, to see that. So I I'm very like I mean come on that's that's great, you know. I mean it's so exciting to see that. Absolutely exciting. And if you want to just look at it from a pure Marvel Cinematic Universe lens, absolutely terrifying for a lot of I people mean, yeah. involved in the MCU. Uh, mm-hmm. Our boy Kingpin, speaking of our friend, our, our spider friend tomorrow, debuted Amazing Spider-Man 50. Yeah. Um, so a, a historic Spider-Man villain initially, obviously had the great Netflix show. Nadafri was awesome in that with yeah. Daredevil. Um, what were you going to say, Sally? Well, I was going to say too. Uh, I mean, also... Um, into the Spider-Verse fans, he was a great oh, villain yeah. in that movie Very as well. True. So that was kind of like, and not a precursor, because obviously that wasn't connected, but, mm-hmm. you know, again, like the inklings are there. So it's very exciting. It's, it's awesome. So I'm really excited. I mean, excited to see it, but terrified for what it could happen. And obviously yeah. he's got his handprints on everything. So I'm going to, I want to bring all this back full circle to the beginning because we were very dismissive of our boy Jack earlier I don't think Jack's going anywhere, guys. I think I think Eleanor set them all up. I think Eleanor knew that Kate was coming to the apartment at that time because she tracks her all over the place and just had these henchmen set up 
to take away Jack because Jack's in with the good Kingpin too. Let's remember this dude's evil too. So I think Kingpin's going to have his handprints in on all of this. We know that he already tried to get Echo's dad killed by tipping off Ronan, which is some wild shit that you have to like even convince. But Maya was clearly, she definitely believed it, right? Like she, in that moment, she found that out from Clint. Like it looked like she, she it kind of ex was more explained in that moment. Like who's, who's, who does she know is really a bad and good guy? Like if you're looking at Clint Barton, you know, Avenger obviously did horrible things as Ronan, but mm -hmm. uh, comparing him to the King to Kingpin is like, I mean, Clint's winning I mean, that yeah. battle every day of the week, no matter what. So I think that that is setting into motion what she's going to be doing. She's also a big daredevil character involved with them as well. So, um, and has been involved with Hawkeye in the comics too. Kingpin showing up changes a lot of things. And I think it honestly gives us the direction of what we're going to see with like these Marvel Disney plus shows and kind of what they're setting up in New York city. We've already seen it with the Netflix shows when they started with the hell's kitchen and everything. But now it seems like his reach has obviously extended beyond just hell's kitchen and he's yeah. infiltrating different parts of the city. As mm -hmm. I've said before on this podcast, he is the mayor of New York city at the moment. Um, and we're about to get some multiversal madness going on in here. So maybe he just ends up the mayor. I don't know. But I, I have a feeling that a big focus of our MCU future is going to be with a lot of these characters dealing with whatever this man's trying to pull off in New York City right now after the blip and everything else that happened. I'm yeah. very excited to see where it goes, though. You blew my mind with the... Uh with having Jack in on the henchman arrest. Yeah, I think he's in on that, it. That I, actually does make a lot more yeah. sense because he yeah. literally just couldn't have been He was less, not worried like, at Like, either he was ignorant <laughs> and clueless or, like, literally just, like, would, could not have been less scared at all. Yeah. Don't worry. I will figure out who's <laughs> yeah. behind this. Mm -hmm. Folks, the time has come. Mm. There is no way home. What a movie on deck. You got about a million Rotten Tomatoes reviews. I think it's about still at 100, if that makes sense. I think it's at 90 to 5. Uh, 90 to 5. 95 right now, but still. Only at 95? I'm done. Oh, I don't want to get funny my tickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. it has to be 100. No. Oh, so we're all pumped. <laughs> I'm going to be seeing it. I actually had to reschedule my time. I was going to see it yet tomorrow at 6, and I rescheduled that for Friday at 2. So I got one day of dodging. I got to be mm. careful to stay off YouTube. You know that people are going to be throwing some videos up mm -hmm. with some spoiler captions. Yeah, and my stuff, buddy so. at work has has been saying on YouTube it's been nuts um, with with that kind of stuff. I mean, even like on you know, you just like that's social media at its finest. Like you can mm -hmm. go on Twitter and and people, you know, there are some people who care because I mean, you know, it also. You know, it's great. It it depends because obviously there are these reviewers that go to these premieres and they have a responsibility to do, and that's what they do. Sometimes there are some reviewers that you know post uh, post spoiler reviews online, and uh, then people you know kind of get the chance to look at that who haven't even seen the movie. Some people who don't even care; they just want to spoil it for the rest mm -hmm. of us. So it, it kind of you know it's it's it, you know you can have it, but you know you, you just it's just. It's such a tough thing, you know, because there are so much of us that are so excited for this movie, and there's a lot weighing on this movie. I am so excited. I'm not even. I'm not seeing it till Saturday. So, uh, so you, you better, I, you, I, you better I, just put all devices in airplane. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried for you. I'm ripping my eyes out right now. But it, you know, so it's just either way. I mean, it's. I mean, to to witness it as far as reviews, it premiered two days ago. Um, the LA premiere was two days ago, and. Uh, 
since then I've heard nothing but gracious things um, saying just how special this movie is. You know, not even just as a Spider-Man fan within the MCU, but, you know, on, you know, Spider-Man fan. I've been a Spider-Man fan, you know, forever. The 2002 movie is so special to my heart with, I mean, that whole trilogy, Sam Raimi, you know, what he did with those movies alone, so special to my heart. That One of the first superhero movies I ever watched, mm-hmm. you know, that I remember, you know, besides like having Batman Forever on in the background or something like that was, yeah. you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire and William Dafoe was Green Goblin and all that stuff. So, you know, just kind of having this film, as a celebration of that is just really special. So I'm, I'm really, really excited because I mean, that's all I've been hearing is just how emotional it is and, and just how much of an adventure this is. I mean, you know, everybody was like, you know, like obviously the pandemic happened, COVID hit, everybody was like, what's going to happen with movies? You know, we're not going to get the same stuff mm-hmm. we did with like Endgame and all that stuff, but it really, it's, it's a testament. It, it's really special to see that, people still get excited for the movies and are still selling out theaters and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. No way home has been breaking numbers and it hasn't even come out yet. It comes out tomorrow. So it's really special, you know, so I, I'm really excited to to see this in the theater and, and just kind of like live with it because it's just Spider-Man has always been special to me. And, 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 you know, he, he's just a kid from Queens and, and Tom Holland, also, he's been doing a remarkable job, you know, from Civil War, the Infinity War, Endgame, and his own movies, Homecoming and Far From Home. He's been doing a spectacular job as uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker. So it, this movie is going to be really special. And, and you know, just in time for Christmas, getting all the families out there, this is really going to be something, uh, you know, spectacular. And from what I'm hearing you know, as far as them diving into the multiverse, I mean, what a oh, way to do it. It delivers, apparently, on that yeah, part, yeah, I mean, which is just <laughs> cool, you know, I mean, it, it's funny, too, because, you know, Sony had such a hit with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and, you know, as an animated film, so to have them have the tools and the chance and the resources to do that. Kevin Feige, he has been a part of Spider-Man since the beginning. Since, you know, yeah. he's worked like some of his early jobs was those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. and the same with Amy Pascal. So for them to kind of have this is kind of really special. And and from what I'm hearing from them, they're just in awe of this. It's it's a really special moment. So I'm I cannot wait to to just sit in the theater and just watch this film and, and just I can't wait. So I saw the one review that stuck out to me the most was it said tender and funny and a little bit devastating. And that's mm-hmm. basically what I expect from a good Spider-Man movie. That's Absolutely. any good spider story. Um, Sal, you said it perfectly. The oh one movie. My first movie I think I ever saw in theaters was like three years old was Phantom Menace. I don't mm-hmm. recall much of it, but I know that I was at the theater for that. And I used to say <laughs> freaking Menace instead of Phantom Menace for some reason. Uh, so we can shout, shout out to that one. Been heard that my whole life. Um, but the one I really remember is Spider-Man. And then obviously grew up reading comics. Spider-Man was the one probably because of seeing that movie. I've read Spider-Man since then pretty much. So yeah, this is going to be, I mean, this is all I've waited for in a Spider-Man movie. I was waiting Absolutely. for like to see a collection of villains on screen. They were teasing at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. I remember yeah. they had like, that was one of the first Snapchat things where you, I remember like scanning a QR code on some like Taco Bell thing and you like tuned in at the end of the movie and it mm-hmm. showed you all the little animals, emblems of all the different, what was supposed to be there, Sinister Six. It was crazy, dude. I was so excited. Yeah. I was looking at shit, but that's, I'm excited to see that. 
um, and see how it plays out. It, it's from everything we know, it's going to be the perfect Spider-Man story and gets crazy with the multiverse. I mean, I've heard that. I've heard that the on. MCU people, someone said one of their reviews, this is the most uncertain I've ever felt leaving a Marvel movie. And I don't even know how to comprehend that because I've literally left Marvel movies just with my jaw dropped. Like what the fuck's about to happen? Yeah. Um, so my question for you guys is over three and over under three and a half spiders. How many show up? So is it three or is it is it going to be more? That's pretty. We know we feel like three is the number. Like that's the most. Important. I th- I know. I think you guys are both going to go over, but I think that we're underestimating, overestimating the mainstream fan, and they don't want to do too much too quickly. It might yeah. be some other well-known entities, but I think they're just going to stick with those three for the, think for the three. This I honestly, yeah, I gotta agree with Maniac here because I do like as much as you know. Because Sony has also announced that they're doing another trilogy with Tom mm-hmm. Holland uh, within the MCU. So, look, they could do, you know, they could they could introduce and, and set up Miles and all that stuff. And, you know, that's what we're here for. I mean, Miles Morales, you know, he, he was such a, you know, unheard of character. And then really Into was. the Spider-Verse yeah. came out and everybody's talking about him. Yeah. So they could really do that. But as far as showing up, you know, I—I I mean, obviously Tom Holland, but yeah, I mean, I think this is listen, always. If they, Go if ahead. Toby Maguire, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, but if Toby Maguire actually shows up, even Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield, I know he's dodging his interviews, like I, you know, like I'm not in the movie, I'm not in the movie. Go see, <laughs> go see my movie on Netflix. I'm not in this movie. I don't want to talk about it. Dude, you're gonna show up this week. I don't on. think like, he can handle it. the pressure. I don't yeah, think he can handle the spoiler is, pressure. You know, this is legitimately CM Punk last dance. It really at, is. Absolutely, there's a, there's yeah. absolutely, despite despite nobody having it a thousand percent, there is no way that him and Toby Maguire are not but in to, this movie. To see Toby again, that is going to be fantastic. That's that's going to be like seeing Han in the Force Awakens again. You know, like that's just going to be so. Great. I was even just thinking, you today know, about it's the, just. The, yeah. Go ahead. The trailer no, 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 interaction, no, no. the trailer interaction, even of Tom Holland talking to to Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus, I wherever mean, they are. That. that even that I'm, I was thinking about today. I'm like trying to wrap my head around what that's that conversation yeah. looked it's like. like and you're it's not so Peter crazy. Parker. Yeah, like it's just gonna be it's gonna be mind blowing shit <sighs> the whole way through. Just them explaining it. I, I can't wait. And Goblin and Willem Dafoe is Goblin. I can't wait. Yeah, because we haven't really got a lot of him. Like Here's we've the got him question. in the costume. We've got his voice, but we haven't really seen him. Seen so him, I'm yeah. so excited to, you know, because he is just, oh, yeah. Go Over under him. one and a half Jamesons. Oh. How many J. Jonah Jamesons do we get? Is it going to be like you know a, like a J.K. Really, Simmons multiverse? That's <laughs> so exactly. Really good different versions of him. Multiple I mean, Simmonses? I think we're seeing two. I think we're seeing two. two? We're going to see, yeah. well, we're going to see, uh, we're going to see new, uh, you know, obviously, who's he's kind of impersonating the the, the one guy, Alex Jones or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, he has the blog. We're gonna see morning. Alex Jones. We're gonna see Alex Jones bald. J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see uh, facial hair. Oh man, crazy! Oh, come on. He's with the best. Uh, yeah, he is the best. He oh the my best. god. That's yeah. Right. I'm ready for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this will likely be the best. Make sure you're following along with the best. Wait, did you have one more question? Or no, you, you got it out. Uh, that was, uh, that was it. I just want, how many, J's? how many triple J's are we going to get? But it cannot get here soon enough. And folks, stay tuned because probably this Saturday night, likely tentatively, 
we'll have our No Way Home spoiler-filled review. So we will discuss it. We'll recap it. We'll break it down. We'll see if we're a little bit devastated, just like some of the other reviewers. Big shout out to our to our crew here. We got Caselli Files. We got the Micah Man, Jake Micah, as always here at What's Trainer Watching. Make sure you follow along Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where you can get your streaming podcast. Because you know here at What's Trainer Watching, even when there is a big spider movie on the horizon, it's not about your DVR. It's not about what you can Netflix. It's about next, next, next week. week. Episode.